It is time for another Lawyer Talk Q&A. That is, we have a question on the Lawyer Talk website at lawyertalkpodcast.com where people can submit questions. And yours truly, that is I, Stephen E. Palmer, will do my best to answer your question. Now, those who have been listening for some time know that we do Q&A on the Blitz over at 997 with Loper and Randy. And, you know, as an extension of that, I thought I would create a Q&A right here at Lawyer Talk Podcast. And, you know, doing it separately like this gives you a little break from the longer form discussions we have over at the roundtable. And lets me answer your questions in bite-sized chunks. That way uh, you don't have to uh, sift through a bunch of uh, information that uh, you, you don't need just to get your question answered. So without further ado, we're going to answer Greg's question. I love this question. It's about uh, my profession and a little bit about my career and lets me sort of take off on some topics that I like to discuss. And uh, uh, Greg is asking, uh, would you, uh, Greg is asking, uh, I would like to get your thoughts related to different practice areas within the law. I have a nephew considering law school and wondering what you think in terms of compensation versus quality of life, pursuing a partner track in a larger firm versus going on your own. Also interested to know if you would still go into criminal defense if you had to do it all over again. I've interfaced with many types of attorneys, and, and some of them seem to have very repetitive routine workloads. Attorneys doing real estate settlements come to mind, but I'm sure there are many others. That contrasted against doing trial work, which I'm sure is extremely stressful each time. Lastly, what are your thoughts on going into a completely different practice area of work, like financial management, with a law degree? Thanks so much for the podcast. He loves it. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you like it, Greg. I'm going to do my best to answer this. Um, and and there's, a lot to, there's a lot to break down, so to speak. Uh, first of all, different practice areas of law. Going to law school uh, does not necessarily prepare you for a practice area. I hear people say all the time, I'm going to law school and I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. Well, the problem with that is uh, there's no like uh, corporate lawyer major within law school. Basically, law schools teach to the bar exam, meaning they want to get all their students past the bar exam, which teaches the or which tests the basic topics, contracts, torts, property, constitutional law, criminal law, uh, maybe uh, some other areas I'm missing. But generally speaking, they, they teach to the bar exam. Now, there are some elective courses, so you could take a corporate law class. Some of them even have like media law classes or some of the uh, more specific stuff as you get into your third year. But generally speaking, you're not going to get a primer necessarily to go to a specific area of the law. Now, how then do you end up in a specific area of law? Well, it's simple. Your first job takes you there. Um, so you might have some choice when you're interviewing for jobs. And, you know, the, the, it, it used to be that everybody thought I'd go to law school. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have a great career and life's going to be awesome. It's not always the case. There are probably too many. I don't even say probably. There are too many lawyers out there. And uh, as my dad used to say, he was an attorney, is an attorney. Uh, there are too many lawyers out there, but not enough good ones, he would quickly add. Um, now I think there's a lot of good lawyers. Um, and maybe not enough good jobs, I, I might say. Uh, so the big firms like the like the multinational or international or uh, multi-state law firms are going to be looking for top of the top uh, law schools, you know, the Ivy Leagues or the, the top 10 law schools, and then maybe even the top in the class of those top 10s. Uh, in, in, there's lots of books and, and other articles and Google, I'm sure, can give you lots of insight into this. But uh, unless you're going to a top tier Ivy League school, you're not going to get a job at a top uh, super high paying law firm. And that's okay. It's probably better, actually. You probably don't want that job. They will eat you up. There are, I mean, the amount of work in 
the 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 time you put in, particularly as a young associate at those things or at those firms, I understand is just uh, almost unbearable. Uh, so there are people, of course, who have the personality traits who can just go crank it out. They love it. They can they, they can dive into the work and they can they can go and go and go and go. But you better plan on a high stress, high pressure. Um, high workload type job if you want to go to one of the top tier big law firms. Now, there are all sorts of middle tier law firms as well. I mean, and I don't even know what makes it top or middle. I'm just sort of making this up, I guess, but uh, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, and then a lot of the firms have have offices in lots of cities all over the United States. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to be in the uh, top firm in New York City. Uh, you can be in a, they'll have an office maybe in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, or maybe Washington, D.C., or maybe uh, Georgia, or Atlanta, Georgia, or some other city where you live. Um, and then most cities have uh, sort of a very uh, uh, high or reputable law firm, bigger firm right there in their city. It may not be multi-state, but uh, maybe one or two states, or maybe just within the state. But, you know, they're hiring associates also. And that's where you might uh, say, if you went to Ohio State University, you might get a job here in Columbus at one of the bigger law firms. And again, you sort of have to question whether you want that job. And, and again, back to the the first part of this question about areas of law, usually that's where you're going to learn your specialty area, if that's the right word. Um, you're going to get hired by a law firm. They're going to say, guess what? We need uh, help in the real estate section of our law firm, and that's the job we're going to give you. Um, and don't think you're going to get choosy. You'll be happy just to get a job. And they may even pay. They might even pay very, very well. And you're going to become a real estate lawyer. Uh, you might get grabbed over to a different section in the law firm. You might uh, say, "I'm going to go do healthcare law," or they're going to stick you somewhere else. But that's generally where you find your area. Um, very few of these bigger law firm type jobs will end up with you in a courtroom, at least right away. You know, the the quote trial lawyers in those law firms are sort of the, you know, they're the the, the self proclaimed prestigious ones. And uh, they're going to end up having all the litigation. You might end up with litigation support or answering interrogatories or discovery. You might at some point even get to conduct your own, your very own deposition where you go to somebody's conference room and ask a witness questions. But generally that's going to be reserved for the, the lawyers with more experience. And then, you know, a lot of those lawyers, they talk about partnership track or a lot of those law firms, they talk about partnership track. Uh, the quickest way to partnership track is be able to generate income. So if you have a big client that you have that you can bring to the firm, if, and this may be after five or six years, you're looking laterally, and you can bring a big client with you that's going to bill a lot, uh, your chances of making partner are going to be better. Uh, so, you know, it's like, what areas would I pick? I, I don't know, uh, because I didn't have to do that. Now, let me give you a, a couple thoughts about my career path and how I ended up what I'm doing. I I had a couple options. Believe it or not, I had a, an offer uh, to be a federal uh, or a clerk for a federal judge, uh, at least a, a sort of an informal offer. And I I was probably too stupid and young and ignorant and naive to even know what that meant. But uh, it was a big deal, and I didn't do it um, or I didn't pursue it. I didn't try to get the, the I didn't try to land the clerkship. And had I have done so, it's sort of you write your ticket in the law firms if you become a federal judge's clerk. Uh, it's a big deal. And uh, if you're good at it, you get a good recommendation. Those are the people who end up uh, going into the bigger law firms um, and having uh, successful, the, the traditional successful legal careers, maybe even uh, get a judgeship yourself one day. But that's a, that's a ladder climbing uh, endeavor. I also had an offer at one of the bigger law firms here in Columbus. And, uh, you know, again, that would have been in the quote, 
civil litigation or or doing whatever. Who knows what I'd have been doing? Probably writing briefs and 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 researching and sitting in an office for 50, 60 hours a week. I didn't do that either. Why? Because I decided I was going to be the guy who hung my own shingle and became a criminal defense attorney. Why on earth would I do that? Because I was young and I was dumb and I uh, was not, uh, who knows, who knows why. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, self-criticize too much, but um, you know, I, 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 would I do it again? I probably would do it again. And I think I would do it again because I'm not really cut out to do the traditional areas of law. And here we're going to get to sort of the heart of the question or maybe the advice I would give people. If, if Unless you want to be the lawyer who spends five, six years just working your tail off in a law firm, uh, doing the bidding of partners and others at the law firm, uh, you know, if, if you don't like that kind of high pressure, high stress, lots of hours work, um, you know, you, there are not many options other than maybe going to the government or doing what I did, just starting your own practice. Now, it wasn't easy doing what I did, and, and I would say that uh, I was too stupid to realize I had any other options. Um, I didn't know what I was getting into. So day one, when I hung out my shingle and I said, Steve Palmer, attorney at law, I, I waited for the phone to ring, and I, I rented some furniture and stuck it in an office uh, here at 511 South High, and the phone didn't ring, and the second day it didn't ring. And then maybe I got a call. It was like a speeding case or something that one of my buddies sent me, and you know, it slowly worked, but the first two, three, four, five, six weeks, you don't get paid very much money and you start to think, what the heck am I doing? And then you get the big hit. I made like $5,000 on something and felt like I was in the money and, and off to the races I went. Uh, it, it was a, It's a different personality to do those things. Um, nowadays, it's a little bit different, I think, because you have uh, marketing opportunities that I didn't have. I was word of mouth back in those days. Now they have internet websites and these guys – um, who are uh, great with that kind of stuff tend to get business. Now that doesn't make them good lawyers, but they can make themselves look like good lawyers. And that's one of the problems our profession is facing. So uh, would I go into criminal defense again? Yeah, I would. Um, I would because uh, it gives me the opportunity to, uh, it fits my personality maybe is what I'm saying. I, I tend to be a little bit ADHD. I'm scattered. I'm creative in my thinking. I have a little bit of artist in me. Um, and it lets me craft my trade here my way and within the bounds, obviously, of the rules of the profession and the law. But it lets me sort of uh, do my thing. I have never maybe uh, since uh, college, uh, I haven't worked for anybody else uh, where I truly had a boss. I guess I was a, a law clerk in, in law school, but they sort of set me off and let me do what I did. And I delivered a product for them. But uh, I've always been one that has to make my own hours, do my own work. And I, I just don't. I can't imagine uh, being beholden to a partner and having to bill 60 hours a week or whatever it would be. Uh, so that I would go into criminal defense again because I don't think I'm cut out to do any other area of the law. At least at that point, I wouldn't have been uh, like like I can. Uh, now, you, this gentleman, Greg, is interfaced with lots of other types of attorneys, and some of them seem to have very repetitive routine workloads. That's another reason why I went into criminal defense. Not that, you know, in some sense, all jobs are going to be repetitive and routine. You know, if you're building houses, uh, there might be a little variance in each house you build. And if you do it custom, uh, you can maybe get some uh, creativity out of it. But at the end of the day, you're doing the same thing you did last time, maybe just a little bit differently. And the law is no different. Every DUI case I have or every 
uh, murder case I have, there's a certain process I, I go through and, you know, eventually it all becomes repetitive and routine. I think though my area of law is a little less repetitive and a little less routine. I'm not just reading uh, real estate, you, to use your example, real estate contracts all day long, um, looking at the same language every single time. I'm not just, uh, the, I, I guess whatever whatever area it would be, whether it's uh, compliance work or corporate work or whatever, I'm not doing necessarily the same thing as much as maybe I think other areas might do. You know, I get to talk to a lot of different kind of people. Uh, I meet all sorts of interesting folks. I love meeting people. Uh, I hate to say that I love meeting people because it's sort of, it's like they're in trouble when they come see me, but I really do like to get to know people. I like to learn what they do for a living. I've had people that are concrete guys and it's fascinating to me. I've had people who, uh, who run, uh, I had one guy who ran a business and his business was to take, uh, clothing that had been, uh, sort of rejected. He inspected boxes of clothing shipped over. And if he found so many, uh, uh, pieces or articles in the box that, that were uh, blemished, then the whole box got shipped aside. He sifted through it, resold it. So just interesting stuff I've learned over the years uh, talking to people. And I, I don't know if everybody in my profession or my area of practice uh, does it the way I do, but I look at this as an opportunity just to learn interesting stuff all the time. And then I get to get creative too about how I defend people. I don't do it just like everybody else does it. I've never been confined to that rigid of a, a standard, mostly because, you know, like I said, I'm a little bit ADHD. It, it's not that I reject it outright. It's that I just can't do it like everybody else. I've never been able to. So I would, uh, I would say that there, I don't have as much repetitive mundane tasks as others, but eventually it's all repetitive. Um, now trial work, um, you know, it is um, representing people uh, in a courtroom is a stressful endeavor. Representing people accused of crimes in a courtroom is uh, immensely, uh, there's a lot of pressure there. So if you have somebody who is accused of a crime and if you lose the case, they go to prison for the rest of their lives, that's a lot to carry around. Um, and then you have the added stress of of just having to perform um, with others judging you. And, you, you know, there are people who are, who are better at that psychologically than others. I tend to get very self-critical um, and have some self-doubt at times. And you know, you, you really want to be able to perform. Now, that said, once you get to a certain level, it becomes, I don't want to say second nature, but you drop the facade. You become yourself in a courtroom and you you don't have to worry about all this stuff. When I talk to young lawyers or trial lawyer or trial advocacy students in law school, I tell them, look, there's what you say and how you say it. And everybody gets caught up on how you say it. They want it to sound profound or important or uh, significant, or um, smart, or whatever, impressive. Uh, but what you say is far more important, or far more significant, and far more profound. You know, so I can, I, I like to keep things simple, as I often say around here. So I like to, uh, I, I've made a career out of listening to what others tell me, and then simplifying it and spitting it back out in like half the time, or a third of the time, or even less. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to an expert in some scientific area, and then I'll regurgitate it back to the expert in like normal talk. So I like to say I speak lawyer, but I also speak normal. I can speak normal talk and uh, that, that has enabled me to, to do what I do. So, uh, and once I get to that point, now I'm just speaking normal talk in a courtroom back to the point. And I, I don't have to stress about, you know, the performance side of it as much anymore. 
Um, but as far as the outcome side, when, when people are counting on you to do your job, it does get a little stressful. You have to, everybody deals with that a little bit differently. You know, I worry about the case or you can say you worry about the evidence in the case, not the individual, but that's hard to do. It's almost, it's almost stupid to say it. I always worry about the individual. Uh, there are lawyers who don't and, and, you know, maybe they can do it longer without having the mental breakdown. But on the other hand, maybe they're not as effective either. So yeah, it's very stressful each time I go into a courtroom, but maybe not for all the reasons that people might think. Um, and then lastly, the question is, what are my thoughts on going into completely other areas of work life, uh, even with a law degree? I think a law degree is a phenomenal education, or at least it used to be. I don't know what's going on with it now in law school, but the traditional law degree or law school experience is one where you are taught a methodology to think. You unlock parts of your brain, not um, not memorizing stuff, but how to think and how to analyze and assess problems. Um, some of it is basic logic. Some of it is um, uh, maybe uh, logic plus. So, you, you know, I, I can tackle almost any problem in any area. Now, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'll say it just because there, there are mechanical, mechanically inclined people out there and those who are just naturally good at solving problems uh, and you know, I was that I, I could, I could always look at problems, um, and dissect them and, and try to troubleshoot them even, even as a, as a young kid. And I always joke is my ADHD made me great at solving problems because I created so many problems for myself. So I had to learn how to deal with it when I forgot my homework. I had to learn how to deal with it when I forgot my lunch. I had to learn how to deal with it when I forgot whatever, insert whatever. And, uh, I, so every, I was used to creating workarounds and different creative solutions, Law school teaches you a methodology uh, to do that. And, you know, I, I rarely, uh, I would never say I can answer every legal question and those who listen to me think, well, man, how does he know all this stuff? Well, because I, I can listen to a problem and then put a series of um, logical considerations in place and come up with a solution. And if you listen carefully to what I say, it often I don't provide an answer, but I provide how to get the answer. And I provide the issue. So, a lot of what we do as lawyers is we identify the problem, even if we can't uh, identify the solution. But you're never going to find the solution until you've actually framed the problem in a way that tees it up to solve it. Um, and I don't want to get too deep into that, but uh, that's the methodology. Now, what do you do with that in other areas? Well, I, I don't know for sure. I think lawyers suffer from a, a thought that I'm a good lawyer, so I could be a good something else. And that's not always the case. I, I even have suffered from that. I have now had to come to grips with, I probably couldn't be a CEO of a huge company and, and work 24 seven and, and be emailing overseas at two in the morning. You know, I, I couldn't, I'm not that person. Uh, but I, I could probably advise that person on a personal, individual, uh, professional, even legal level. So I, I could go in and into a company now and help them troubleshoot all their problems and be really good at that. Um, now, I've also, uh, to shift gears a little bit, um, but staying on the same topic, I have talked to people in human resources, and uh, going back 10, 15 years anyway, or 10 years, um, and a close friend of mine uh, used to say that it, it's a little bit weird when he got resumes of, with people with law degrees and it, they didn't want a legal job. And I think to some extent, people are looking at a law degree now like, why aren't you a lawyer? If you, you know, if you got a law degree, why aren't you a lawyer? What's wrong with you? Um, I don't think that's a fair assessment at all. I think lots of people go to law school and it makes you capable of all sorts of other things, but that's something to watch out for. And then, uh, finally a judge, uh, here, a local judge, we used to bring, um, uh, 
people that were shadowing us over to talk to him. And he always said this, and I think it was pretty insightful. He said, uh, look, unless you want to be a lawyer, don't go to law school. And, you know, that might be a little bit contrary to what I just said about it being a great education, et cetera, et cetera. But in this day and age, you have to understand it's really expensive to go to law school. Um, And it's a time commitment. It's three years at least. Uh, Four, I did it. I did it essentially at night, but I crammed it into three years. So I was able to work full time. But it's a substantial undertaking. And why pay all that money and go through all that process if you're not going to be a lawyer? Now, Norm here at the round table, at Lawyer Talk, he's a lawyer. He's been to law school and decided long ago, not for him. He wasn't going to do it. Uh, fair enough. Um, but he he's going back 30 years or maybe more. And um, life was different back then. My dad always used to say, get a law degree. It's a great degree. But it didn't cost a hundred grand uh, back in those days or whatever their equivalent financially of that would be. So it may not be worth going to law school if you're planning on not being a lawyer because things have become a little bit more specified and, and college and education and higher education has changed. And you can go get a degree in hotel management if that's what you want to do. You can get a degree in business or you can get a degree in uh, whatever. And, and it might be a little bit more specific on what you want to do. And it, maybe the best way to assess this would be um, – should I go get an MBA, a business degree, or a law degree? Uh, what's better? I don't have an MBA. I have some friends who do. And it may be a better fit sort of generically if you're going out just to figure it out. An MBA might be a little bit more versatile uh, or versatile from a marketing standpoint than a law degree. Um, now, that said, going back to my father's advice was always as a lawyer, he would say, I can do what you can do. Maybe not as well, but I, I, based on the educational experience I have on learning how to learn, learning how to solve problems and learning how to do and get things done, I can do what you can do because I have this system in place where I can, I can, um, I can um, digest masses amounts of information and simplify it and, and, and learn it. Um, but the inverse is not true. Others can't do what lawyers can do. I mean, if nothing else, it takes a law degree and a license to practice law. So, you know, just on that logic, you end up uh, a leg up with a law degree because it gives you at least one more option. Weigh that against the time, weigh that against the uh, stigma of, of trying to enter the workforce with a law degree but not practicing law, uh, and, and the cost. So what's the answer? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, think carefully before you go spend a hundred grand on a law degree. If you're not sure you want to be a lawyer, um, it, follow people around, shadow people. Heck, call me. I, I'll walk around with your nephew, show them all of what I do, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and understand I am a working stiff. I go to work every day. I work my tail off every day. Um, it is not the, uh, a golden parachute type of job. I often say, you know, I got buddies who went into sales and they're doing great and they're retiring. I'm still going strong. Now, could I have been smarter saving money? Yeah, I mean, I've done okay. But um, as a solo practitioner, it's like you eat what you kill and you always got to find the new game. You know, it's it's uh, it's a tough existence. It's high stress. But as entrepreneurs, which is sort of what I am, I wouldn't have it any other way, as my accountant obviously says. He goes, look, you entrepreneurs, we're, we're this type. We can't, we, we don't have a choice. So don't. It's not a choice to go be an entrepreneur. It's, it, we just do it because that's all we are capable of doing. And those who are in a nine-to-five government job who want to jump out and become entrepreneurs uh, rarely succeed because it's it, they wouldn't have taken that job if they weren't 
how am I trying to say? They would have been an entrepreneur anyway already because I couldn't have taken the job they're doing. I couldn't function in that world. And it doesn't say I'm better. It means I'm worse. It means that I don't have the capacity of that kind of structured organizational career. So a lot of this might be a personality type and getting a life coach to help assess that would be a, a real good uh, means to troubleshoot that problem. But, uh, well, look, I, I hope I've answered your question. I think I've rambled on long enough, a heck, almost 25 minutes. So forgive me for that. But uh, if you want more, feel free to reach out again on the Lawyer Talk podcast website. If you want, if uh, anyone else wants their question answered, well, now you know what to do. You go to Lawyer Talk podcast and, and submit the question. I'll answer it. Uh, we're covering all sorts of topics, all sorts of issues. And then over at the round table, we're taking on uh, the big, weighty, important stuff. So stay tuned. Lots more of that to come. Uh, until next time, this is Lawyer Talk off the record, on the air, at least until now.